Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the many things you've blessed us with throughout this whole day. Now the blessed opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that, as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z, beginning our study on the word help. And as it's used throughout the Bible, we see the first use of the word help in Genesis chapter 2, where the Lord has given the details of the sixth day of creation when he creates man and woman. And here in chapter 2, in verse 18, speaking about Adam and Eve, it reads, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an help meet for him, and help meet, a companion, an associate, someone to assist with the labors and and so forth, the help meet, as it says, for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called them, every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found an helpmeet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. The creation of Adam and Eve there. Eve to be a helpmeet for Adam. Established by the Lord right on day six of creation. All right, now, if you will, turn to 49, Genesis chapter 49. And we see here, right before the death of Jacob, he is giving some blessings, you might say. He addresses his sons, and in that address, he mentions the word help. In Genesis chapter 49, Picking it up in verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd the stone of Israel, even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above blessings of the deep that lieth under blessings of the breast and of the womb. 
So we see there the reference to God will help Jacob and all of his descendants. Actually, this is speaking specifically to Joseph and his bloodline. But we know all of us that trust in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, have the help of the Lord. All right, now, if you will, turn to Exodus. And we see the next reference to the word help in Exodus chapter 23. An interesting one here concerning assisting our enemies. As the Lord has taught in the New Testament about looking after you and loving your brothers, but also to love your enemies, even those that hate you and persecute you. As he gives that blessing very early on here about assisting even his enemy. In Exodus chapter 23, in verse 4. If thou meet thine enemy's ox, or his ass going astray, thou shalt surely bring it back to him again. If thou see his ass of him that hateth thee, lying under his burden, and wouldest forbear to help him, thou shalt surely help with him. So, instructed right there, to help your enemies. You see them have a need, and you can assist, then assist. The loving others, taught very early on there in the early statutes given to Moses to give to the children of Israel during the Exodus, and repeated concerning helping your brother in a similar situation in Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 4. Thou shalt not see thy brother's as or his ox fall down by the way, and hide thyself from them, thou shalt surely help him to lift them up again. Giving assistance to helping out. That is a display of the love that the Lord has taught us to have. Give us the examples and give us the ordinances to have such love and compassion and care and concern. Genuine charity, which is the sincere concern for someone else's well-being even if it be your enemy. And in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 7, we see here where it reads, And this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou in help to him from his enemies. And this is a blessing of Moses to the tribes. And here he's speaking of the tribe of Judah. And that the Lord help the tribe of Judah in the face of their enemies. And in Deuteronomy chapter 33, another reference to the Lord helping Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 26. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help, and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine, also his heavens shall drop down dew. 
Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency, and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Here a blessing is given by Moses to the tribes, and speaking there about how the tribes, the tribes, I should say, of Israel, will receive the help from the Lord in their battle against the enemies. Now, we got to understand the difference between the references earlier about helping your enemy and here where he's even saying to destroy them. Where he says, You shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, Destroy them. There was a time when the children of Israel were given a assignment to surgically remove the evil. And that's what was being done when the children of Israel came into the promised land. It was the instructions given to them. They didn't follow those instructions to the T, of course, as we see still the results of that today. But they were instructed to clear out the evil. And that was by the judgment of the Lord coming upon the evil. We know that the Lord judged the entire planet with the worldwide flood. But after that, he had surgically removed, you may say, certain really bad evil areas. And the children of Israel were being used at this time to surgically remove particular evil that was in the area. But in general, he tells us all through here to share the love, to shine the light of Jesus Christ, to love your enemies not to have a desire to destroy them. Now, if we are given a specific assignment by the Lord to do something that's different, like we see here, the children of Israel given the, the demand, the commandment, the direction to clear out the evil out of the land of Israel so they could dwell there safely. All right, now, if you will, turn to the book of Job. Quite a jump here, but following the use of the word help, we see it used once again in Job in chapter 8 in verse 20. Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man, neither will he help the evildoers. Here, pointing out, the evildoers are not going to receive the assistance from the Lord, the help from the Lord. All right, now jump over to Psalm 12. We see the grace of the Lord being poured upon mankind everywhere in the world because the world is still here. He hasn't gotten rid of the planet yet, and that is truly by grace that he has allowed mankind to still exist. You look at some of the judgments that came upon mankind in the past, you know, it's truly by grace that the Lord hasn't wiped us all out and started over, you might say. All right, now over here in Psalm, Psalm 12, where it reads, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. 
The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, With our tongue will we prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy, now will I rise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. That's an interesting little psalm there. As it starts out, Help, Lord. Crying for the help. Crying for help when looking around, seeing the increase of evil. The increase of evil and the decrease of faithful men. We truly see that in the world today. And we all truly need to cry out for help from the Lord. To make some changes. To do something to draw people in. And it's awesome how he allows us to be a part of his work in doing that very thing. I'd now turn, if you will, to Psalm 22. And in Psalm 22, the Lord actually quotes this psalm on the cross, where he says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is Aramaic, which means, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He quotes that scripture on the cross, and it is because... It's a clue to go and look at Psalm 22, where you see some of the prophecies concerning his crucifixion, his abuse, his treatment while being arrested and crucified. As we get into it here in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? And that's where we bring it into the word help or help being here. And you wonder, why was this quoted? Why was my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me quoted by the Lord on the cross? This was because when the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross took on all the flesh of all mankind, past, present, and future, the Heavenly Father had to turn away and not look upon His Son in such a situation. And that is the forsaking that He mentions here. And that's what it took to take on all of that shame, all of that horrible sin, to pay the price for all mankind. And he quoted this on the cross. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabit the 
praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighteth in him. These were things that were being going on while he was on the cross, even these things that were said. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. No one was willing to step up and help the Lord when he was being tortured and crucified. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have come past me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. Specifically speaking of the crucifixion piercing his hands when they nailed him on that cross, and his feet when they nailed them on that cross. Reads, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. He was shredded from the whipping that he had gone through, that cat of nine tails. Reads, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Specifically done. They took his garments and they cast lots, or roll dice, you might say, to see who was going to acquire those, who was going to win them. Now, you got to understand, this was a psalm written by David centuries before the fulfillment of this, before the practice of crucifixion was commonly found. He's, but be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him, all ye the seed of Jacob. Glorify him and fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever." And the ends of the world shall remember and 
Turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born that he hath done this. As I said, many things in there were specifically given as a prophecy of what would happen to Jesus Christ on the cross. And as he started out there, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring. Horrible, horrible crucifixion that he went through. And when he was on that cross, he gave the reference to go back and read that. You could see some comparisons to what David had written so long ago to what the Lord was going through on the cross. In Psalm 28, we see some more reference here. In Psalm 28, in verse 6, reads, Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. A little song there, a psalm that is from David also, proclaiming that the Lord has helped. He testify, a witness to the fact that the Lord has helped him. And we should all remember to do that, to be thankful, and to, to tell others when the Lord helps us. All right, in Psalm 33, in verse 18, we see one here where it says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Acknowledging where the real, quality, valuable help comes from, and that comes from the Lord. And we should always trust in the Lord to help us, to see us through those challenges that we face, to give us the strength to overcome the obstacles that are out there. Now, in Psalm 37, we see another reference to the use of the word help here, and that the Lord is going to help. In Psalm 37, pick it up in verse 37. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. 
But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord that he is going to help us in our times of need, in the times of trouble that we face. Just as all the examples that we see throughout the scriptures, how the Lord helped people through insurmountable obstacles and things that they had no way they could have taken care of on their own. But the Lord saw them through. The Lord helped them. And we see here in Psalm 60, verse 11. Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. I like the way he puts that here about give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Praying to the Lord for the help that he can give us, because vain is the help of man, vain being fleeting away, vanishing, or insufficient, you might say, ineffective. So we want the real help, the help that is really going to make a difference. We turn to the Lord and get the help from Him that we truly need. And over in Psalm 121, we see another reference to the use of the word help here. In Psalm 121, where it reads, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I love that, forevermore. Jesus Christ, our help. God Almighty, our help. The Lord, our help. As he said there in verse 2 again, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Jesus Christ spoke everything into existence. He has authority and power over everything. And we can depend on him to help us in our time of need. So let's do that very thing. He gives us the instructions. He gives us the guidelines. He gives us the help that we need when we really listen to him. When we listen to the influence of the Holy Ghost upon us. When we follow his statutes. When we follow his commandments, when we do what He wants us to do, then we receive the piles and piles of blessings and the help that we truly need. And let's do those two great commandments that He tells us to love God with all of our existence and to love others as ourselves, and then everything falls right into play. We thank You oh so much for it, Lord. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, 
We truly thank you for your word. We thank you for the time that you give us to be able to get into your word. Help us always to stay hungry to do that very thing, to dig into here, to find the little messages that you can give us through that, to give us a clearer and clearer understanding of what you want us to do and what your will is for us. And truly give all of us that boldness, that courage, that strength to go out and share that help that you give us with others out there in the world. Thank you oh so much for all of it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.